Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. To the old TOT days, the five o'clock drive home. Oh yeah, let me just say I'm picking up some pieces right now. <laughs> There's pieces everywhere around here. Yeah, we have some uh, internal um, wiring going on. And oh yeah, I think we sound better. Yeah, I, I think so. It would have been nice to have a little notice. <laughs> Send your card and letters and uh, HR emails to Ben Byron. <laughs> by the way. Uh, Ben Byram, the producer of this uh, show, there he is over there. Hey, Ben. I noticed noticed you uh, don't wear that ECU sweatshirt anymore. I stopped wearing it. You you said a little like a grandmother's hoodie or something, or an old lady's hoodie. I think my mom has a similar sweatshirt. Kind of changed up the wardrobe a little bit. I got you. I took it personal. This is uh, hipsters, what you got on today. Cool kids wear. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Uh, Patrick Johnson with you on uh, a day that we weren't uh, planning to talk about what we're talking about. But uh, the news broke this afternoon. Uh, initially reported, and we'll credit them, 247 Sports. Now, they reported that the games were postponed. Go ahead, Steve. But the Pirates have announced it officially as pause basketball activities. Now, we followed up after the initial report, and we're told uh, – no changes to the schedule at this time because at that time there were not any announced changes to the schedule. Uh, and then there were some things being worked out with the league before they were going to make an official announcement, which came today at three o'clock. Joe Dooley uh, talking uh, to the media. That was a regularly scheduled press conference, a press avail a couple days before the Pirates game Saturday, which was to take place against Temple. That game now will not happen. It has been postponed. And the game next Wednesday has been postponed the trip to South Florida. Uh, ECU releasing this statement this afternoon. Following the results from the latest COVID-19 testing and contact tracing, the East Carolina men's basketball program has paused all team-related activities. This is a quote from ECU Director of Athletics John Gilbert within the release here. Quote, we were informed last night multiple individuals within our our men's basketball program tested positive for COVID-19. The affected individuals are isolated and will receive daily monitoring from ECU Athletics medical staff. The decision was made to postpone our next two games due to the positive tests, contact tracing, and subsequent quarantining of individuals. We will continue to work closely with our medical staff and follow their guidance on how we move forward. The statement continues uh, here, the press release continues here, uh, what we just told you essentially as a result the Pirates games on Saturday against Temple and Wednesday the 20th at South Florida, which is next week, are being postponed. The American Athletic Conference will announce any further adjustments to ECU's conference schedule once they are finalized. That includes rescheduled dates for previously postponed games versus Wichita State and Cincinnati. So you have four dates now that are postponed in this Pirate basketball season. Will they be played? We shall see. Don't know. This seems to indicate they're going to try to reschedule all four games. We are getting into territory when you're looking at, I would say from this point forward, 
because you really don't want to get into a situation where you're playing three games in a week and crisscrossing the country, and I, I wouldn't think. And let's look at this. Three of the games that have been postponed are road games. So really, you would only have one home game in there right now if you're ECU with their schedule. But this had been something that ECU had been battling through and battling through and battling through. And initially, when the Cincinnati game was announced as postponed, I thought it was because of the issues with ECU that were talked about by Jaden Gardner and have been talked about as much as Coach Dooley can and others can last weekend. But no, it was Cincinnati. I don't know where they're, unless we're look unless we're moving to the territory where things are going to get pushed back. That would include the NCAA tournament. That would include the conference tournament. You know, there's some talk last night. Uh, Tom Hart, who used to uh, come through here when uh, CBS Sports Network was uh, like College Insider Network or some some goofy name that they had, College Campus Network. I, I don't know what it real was. college football fans network. But it was they had the Conference USA uh, contract. And so Tom Kitt would come through, and we got I knew Tom from baseball, and we got to know Tom a little bit uh, over the years. So Tom Hart, who's now a major star on ESPN now, uh, was uh, on the SEC game between LSU and Arkansas last night, and they were talking during the broadcast about the SEC strongly considering not sending teams that they know are going to make the NCAA tournament to their conference tournament in Nashville. And they were kind of talking the merits of the the pros and cons of that. And the pros and cons included, well, you won't have any sort of, uh, you know, that that would cost you TV revenue because you would lose inventory. So that, to me, is the biggest reason why we're still seeing everybody kind of slog on here. I would say at this point, just do you do away with the conference tournaments? now? because you'll have a conference tournament without the best in the conference. But that doesn't you, make a lot of sense to me. But you could do what essentially uh, happened last year, and your conference champion is your regular season champion in so many cases. Yeah, why not? Just I would say go well, for that. because of the television. And instead of getting these, because they're going to stagger the arrival of teams into Indiana on the bubble situation, and they have got to play the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. No two ways about it. College, you talk about the devastation of college. College sports, as we know it, goes away at a lot of places if there's not an NCAA tournament this year. And, I mean, places that fill lineups on schedules throughout the country, throughout ECU schedules, I'm sure, and there are athletic departments that may not make it if there's no NCAA tournament this year. It's still going to be tough, but there's no chance if they miss two NCAA tournaments in a row. My point being, as we go back to this, how do you reschedule four games? So you go – now – the qualifier to get teams into the NCAA tournament this year is you have to play 13 conference games. That's the minimum. So right now, ECU, if they don't make these games up, would have 16 conference games, and they'd be eligible for any sort of postseason opportunities. I don't know, Ben. I, I just I think it's going to be tough to reschedule four games. I think uh, with the way that the travel is in the conference. And we're going to talk to Coach Kim McNeil on the women's side a little bit and discuss some of that with her. I mean, the travel for this has uh, got to be tough for the American. And I wonder, are we going to see them call an audible and, and get to where 
you're not doing home and home necessarily. I, I, that seems like maybe the, the toothpaste is out of the proverbial tube on that one. All right, uh, we do have comments from Joe Dooley about all this. The release, if I'm not mistaken, Ben came right came right before Dooley's press conference. It was maybe like two minutes before, yeah, right? Maybe less than that, possibly. All right, so Joe Dooley reacting to the announcement of the games being postponed. You probably expected it at some point. I mean, you say it, you say it, you say it, and you see it throughout the country and you expect it. And then when you have to deal with it, it's a little bit different, obviously, and disappointing. The good thing is we've got great medical care. Um, you know, we'll take good care of our kids, and uh, you know we'll move on once once it's time to move on. And Coach Dooley talked about the approach moving forward. Well, I mean, we've got you know we're, we'll be down for a little bit. I think the biggest thing will be to see you know obviously we'll continue testing. Um, and, and see how the results continue to come in. And uh, we've got a little bit of a game plan from from there going on. And then, you know, I think a lot of it's just how the testing continues to go. And if it goes, if it goes one way, we'll do one thing. If it goes another way, we'll, you know, we'll have an alternative plan. And uh, we're sort of at its mercy. So we'll just go ahead and, and adjust and move on and try to do the best we can. All right. Short term, will anybody be allowed to work out in the facilities? So you've experienced, you wouldn't think that, you know, if, if even if you're a roommate, you get shut down. So that's, and in basketball, numbers aren't that big. I mean, you've got, you know, we've got 17 players. And uh, so they, they, they were in quarantine. Uh, some of the players that aren't in quarantine, depending upon the, the, the schedule, uh, will be able to, and not for the first couple of days, we'll be able to do some individual stuff, provided we don't have uh, any, any additional uh, positives, but the, as of right now, no one's allowed in the facility. All right. Um, we were just talking about this. Let's skip ahead to cut five here. Um, we were just talking. Do you think there'll be a conference tournament this year? This is Coach Dooling. This is what I've figured out in the last three months. I'm not speculating on anything. I mean, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after we get, you know, after we're done with the Zoom, I'm going to watch a little tape and then, you know, wait, wait for phone calls and see what happens and, uh, we'll be prepared, but I, I, you know, you can't tell day to day what's going to go on, and and to worry about those type of deals. If they decide to have a conference tournament, we'll show up and play. And if it looks like a situation, I mean, my guess is that the end goal of all this is to get to the NCAA tournament. So, how do you preserve the opportunity to play in an NCAA tournament? It's probably the most prevalent thought process of, and I don't know what where our conference tournament would come into that or not come into that. Uh, you know, we, I think we're all right now just sort of. Uh, you know, treaded water and trying to, to make sure that we can, you know, protect our programs and our kids. And then uh, when you can play, you can play. And when you can't, adjust and try to help them. All right, so Patrick Johnson Show, P-Man with you here today. Ben Byram uh, across the glass from me here. Uh, ECU basketball has paused team activities. That will cost them the next two games they've been postponed, including Saturday's home game, which was scheduled to be played at noon against Temple. The women's basketball game, by the way, has been moved up from 3.30 against Houston to 1 p.m. that day uh, at Williams Arena Menjies Coliseum. And we'll talk to Coach Kim McNeil at the bottom of the hour here about uh, what's going on with her program right now. Uh, there's a question about uh, how the players are kind of, you know, getting through this mentally. This is the answer from Coach Dooley this afternoon. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing that, that worries me the most is, is, is the, the mental health part of it. Now, just because – but it's everybody. It's not just basketball players. I mean, everybody's, on, you know, uncertain right now. Everybody's a little jumpy. Everybody's a little, uh, you know, a little punch drunk, I would guess. It would be a good way to say it. And I think the players, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a daily deal. I mean, they're getting tested every day. Uh, that's the good news because they have – you know, they're, they're 
they know that they're getting tested and they have the opportunity to find out in, in, in it's very timely fashion and we've got access to testing but uh, it is a bit of a grind I mean you know having that having to do it every day um, but that's part of it guys want to play and in order to play that's what we have to do that's what we'll do all right and this was uh coach asked about what are the plans for ECU during the layoff a little bit of everything I mean, we've, we've, we self-scout after all but we've gone through some stuff and uh, we, we you know we jokingly talked about how many you know, scatter reports have been, you know, cut and, you know, cut up or ripped up and thrown away. But, I mean, we'll look at some of our stuff. We have our tendencies down. Um, you know, I think we'll, we'll look at some additional stuff with uh, obviously looking forward towards Memphis and, you know, all those type of deals. But I, I, I do think it's a lot of time to, to start looking at, you know, there will be some recruiting. I mean, even right now, recruiting is difficult because a lot of the kids aren't playing. So, uh, we'll still Zoom, we'll still talk to people. But, a lot of time and figuring out and having a plan for when we do are back on the court. You know, there's going to be some basketball components of it, but there's also going to be some conditioning components of it. You know, you can't have, you know, guys sit out for a few days and then expect them to come back. And uh, my biggest concern, you know, with they talk about rescheduling is, is, um, you know, trying to jam these games in here. You know, you go from playing three games in 30 something days, and then you look at four games in eight days. I'm not worried about the, the, the COVID issue that part, I'm worried about the, or we're worried about the uh, injury component. You know, the NBA people are complaining about it already. They're, you know, guys, you can't, you can't uh, simulate the speed of the game. And then you start going four games in eight days and guys haven't played in 15, 18 days. It's not fair to the kids. No, that's tough. Uh, so it was followed up and asked, is there a concern about having to play? I guess by double headers, they mean kind of back to back games where you would play, uh, for example, both your games against Houston in Houston, both your games against Tulsa in Greenville, potentially, uh, and also maybe having, because we we mentioned it now, if they're going to reschedule these four games, three of them are on the road. Does that concern Joe Dooley? Yeah, I mean they're all a concern. I mean, it, I mean, you know, I, I understand that you have to try to get the league games in, but there's there's no doubt. I mean, I don't know if that's ideal or not ideal. That's something that you know I didn't make a decision on those deals, or but I mean. You know, you, if you get, you know, I know the intention of it is because you don't want people not showing up at road games because they, they're, they're trying to get out of games. And now the flip side of that is when there's a concern, I mean, you give up a home game and have to play twice on the road. I mean, as a coach, that's not an ideal situation. I mean, I don't think there's a coach in the country that would, you know, say that. Now, some of the smaller leagues have gone to where they're playing back-to-back on the road and then get two games at home. Um, but, you know, our league isn't doing that. And, it's not, you know, nothing right now is ideal. It's just going to be adjust and uh, do what's in the best interest of the kids. All right. And uh, Joe, a couple of answers ago alluded to the conditioning issue. Uh, that's a, as big a thing as anything I would have to say. Here we go. It's tough. I mean, we got, I mean, in order to play, you got to get in shape first. And, and I mean, you can, you know, then the feel for the ball to get in all those type of deals that that's, it's just going to be different. And, you know, it's the same, uh, same as guys coming back from getting hurt, but usually you can do some things. For example, if a guy's got a sprained ankle, you can do some exercises. You can do some different things. You can form, shoot. You can shoot off a chair. Now it's going to be the cardio component and the basketball component. So that's 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 a little bit different. But that happens, you know, with injuries sometimes. All right, and uh, we'll play this other clip. We've already we've come this far. Uh, do you think that the American being spread out distance wise plays a factor into the conference wide outbreak? Hit the cut. Well, I don't. I don't know. You think about it. A lot of leagues, you know, even power leagues, you know, power five leagues, where, uh, you know, if if you bus, can you get guys contact tracing on bus on a bus? 
So you could lose some guys if someone tests positive. Uh, you know, I don't think that uh, – I don't know where it's coming with travel. I, I mean, you know, there's, there's probably a million different scenarios. And we've had one person test positive, you know, and it would have been one of the last people I expected to. I mean, type of person that drives with a mask on on his car by himself. I mean, just very, very, very safe. And I don't think there's a lot of rhyme or reason. I don't think anybody's figured it out. And I don't think the distance – I mean, there's a lot of – leagues that are that are playing there's a lot of you know it's not just our league it's a lot of leagues that are getting hit right now all right uh we'll call that our pirate report today uh and again the breaking news in case you're just uh joining us ecu basketball because of uh covet issues within the program and contact tracing etc uh they are uh, having to pause activities for the next uh couple weeks was it 10 days a couple weeks and so they will not have uh games uh, over the next uh, two that were scheduled. That includes Saturday against Temple, which was uh, set to tip off at noon inside of Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. And then that also includes the game that was scheduled to be played next Wednesday in Tampa at USF. Their next game ain't scheduled to be till the 24th, I think, at home against Memphis. So That's a Sunday. They got a long ways. All right. Yeah, that's 10 days from now. 10, 11 days from now. Sure is. Um, and we'll see what happens at that point. It's a tough team in Memphis. So. Well, I mean, that, and I mean, that's, you know, when you're coming back, it's that's a tough one to come back against. Oh, yeah, especially so, the layoff. Well, and that's the biggest thing, I think. Okay, uh, the Panthers, we've re- we've reached a point in absurdity in reporting on, on certain things in the NFL. This is one of the things that I think is, abs- we, we, we're it's a little absurd. A little absurd. It involves the Panthers. Maybe shouldn't be surprising, but uh, there is Panthers media is losing it. Your Carolina Hurricanes start things tonight. What happened to the Wolfpack? Florida State shot the lights out. And uh, we'll try to get to uh, some other news and notes from around uh, today, including uh, Urban Watch. Uh, all of that will jam it in next. Also, Ben will have an update. Bottom of the hour, Kim McNeil set to join us. Stay tuned. Patrick Johnson show continues. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Just follow me. We're doing it for the gram. Check out pics from the PJ Show and more. Plus, pics from around Pirate Nation. 94.3 The Game, now on Instagram. All right, uh, we're looking at a uh, another night where there could be some patchy fog right before sunrise, low of 31. Uh, tomorrow, 40% chance of rain in the afternoon, going to warm up to 59. Saturday, after the passing of uh, a cold front, we're looking at 50 and sunny. Sunday, 48, lots of sunshine. And then uh, MLK Day, another sunny day with a high near 50 degrees. Kim McNeil, ECU basketball coach on the women's side, will join us. Pirate basketball uh, pausing activities for Joe Dooley's bunch. They will not have a game on Saturday, and uh, they will not have a game midweek next week. In fact, uh, you're looking at four weeks without a midweek game, three of which have been postponed. Uh, one was a regularly sort of scheduled uh, open week, I guess, in a sense, as far as midweek game, games go. But uh, it's going to be tough for ECU to kind of get back going again. That's the tough thing about these layoffs. It could be really, really uh, difficult to get your legs back under you. Uh, 
and kind of start all over. All right, uh, the Panthers in their GM search have a pair. This is this is big breaking news on Panthers Twitter. They have offered the job to a guy named Scott Fitterer, who is with uh, Seattle in their front office. So it's he hasn't accepted it. They're he hasn't been on hired. They're they, on his terms. We, we're getting reports that they have offered him the job. That's where we are in NFL media. Wait, so he was part of a front office where they couldn't get Russell Wilson, a great offensive lineman, and now he's a part of a team that needs an offensive needs lineman? a lot, including offensive lineman, yeah. Sounds like a great hire. Yeah. Sounds perfect. 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 So that's uh, the story there. Urban Meyer uh, touching down, getting off a private jet in uh, Duval today. Did you see those uh, long lens photos that somebody looked like they were on a water tower that they took of Urban Meyer? I did not see that. Yeah. Gets off a private jet. Yeah, got off a private jet at the airfield there in uh, Jacksonville. In Actionville, and uh, that's imminent. Imminent is what we're told. Uh, You asked me what happened to NC State last night. They scored 73 points. Yeah. Gave up over 100, though. <laughs> and Florida State just uh, smashed them. And it really, it wasn't even that close, to be quite honest. No. Jeez. I, I was a proponent that it needed to be ranked, but uh, it's not. No, that, not now. No no longer. I well, never said They had some it. COVID issues, too, hadn't they? Yeah. I mean, there was one game where they traveled with seven people. So, I mean, it's it's a tough. You're just, and, you know, Florida State's good. I think uh, Manny Bates is out for them. They're uh, best forward. Mm-hmm. So. Speaking of NC State, uh, Bailey Hockman has found a uh, landing spot. Transfer portal. He'll head to Middle Tennessee, it looks like. Uh, okay, yeah. Bailey Hockman. Yeah, headed to Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. There you go. So uh, they'll get uh, him. I'm sure he'll be fine there. Uh, the uh, triangle likes to dog him, but maybe uh, well, change of scenery is might, uh, maybe might what be, he needs. That might very well be the case. That might very, very well uh, be the case. Uh, so that's uh, kind of what's happening here. The ECU women's game has had a schedule change. We're going to talk to Kim McNeil coming up in a little bit. Are you ready for an update, Ben? All right, Ben Byram with an update before we bring Coach uh, Kim McNeil in. Uh, this is the Patrick Johnson Show, and uh, here's Ben with an update. Thanks, Patrick. Ben Byram here for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. ECU basketball is officially postponed. Their next two upcoming games against Temple at home and South Florida on the road due to COVID-related issues within the Pirate program. Here's head coach Joe Dooley with his official reaction to the announcement. At some point, I mean, you say it, you say it, you say it, and you see it throughout the country and expect it, and then when you have to deal with it, it's a little bit different, obviously. And disappointing. The good thing is we've got great medical care. Um, you know, we'll take good care of our kids and uh, you know, we'll move on once, once it's time to move on. As it stands right now on the schedule, the Pirates' next matchup will be against Memphis at home on January 24th. Elsewhere in college hoops, we have a few games tipping off tonight, but first, some breaking news out of women's hoops. Virginia's canceled their women's hoops for the rest of the season due to COVID-related issues within the program. We start at 7 in college men's hoops tipping off tonight. As Campbell down in Bowie's Creek host Presbyterian, the Fighting Camels are favoring that game by 7 points. The over-under at 135. UNC Greensboro travels to Samford. The Samford Bulldogs are the underdog at home by six and a half points with the over-under at 151. And at nine, top-ranked Gonzaga hosts Pepperdine. The Gonzaga Bulldogs are the heavy favorites by 27 points with the over-under at 167. In high school hoops tonight, Greenville's own 1-0 Oakwood hosts 4-3 Rocky Mount, Rocky Mount Academy. 2-1 Newburn takes on 1-1 Eastern Wayne. 
and somebody's O has to go as 2-0 Kinston battles 1-0 Washington Pampag, our very own Patrick Pat- Johnson on the call. A few notes from college football as four key Alabama players and quarterback Mac Jones, wide receiver Jalen Waddle, cornerback Patrick Certain, the second, and defensive tackle Christian Barmore have all declared for the NFL draft. Meanwhile, in the wake of departure of Bama offensive coordinator Steve Sar- Sarkeesian to Texas, the Crimson Tide are finalizing a deal to make former Texans head coach Bill O'Brien as their new offensive coordinator. From the NFL, the Pens are expected to hire Seattle VP of Football Operations Scott Fitterer as their new GM. They're currently waiting on Fitterer to accept the offer. The Jaguars are finalizing a deal to hire former Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer as their new head coach. The Detroit Lions plan to make LA Rams director of scouting Brad Holmes as their new GM. Wake Forest alone jumbo John Walford has been ruled out as quarterback for the Rams this weekend and will move forward with Jared Goff and the Steelers will not retain offensive coordinator Randy Fitchner. From the MLB, the league hires former Chicago Cubs president Theo Epstein as consultant to on-field matters. And from the NHL, the Chicago Blackhawks have placed captain Jonathan Taves on long-term IR. This means Taves will not be will have to miss at least 10 games in 24 days. It's unclear what injury Taves might have, but reports indicate that he's suffering from an undisclosed illness and the Carolina Hurricanes open their t- open their season tonight on the road against Detroit. Putt drop is set for 7.30. For your 94th year game sports update, I'm Ben Barham. When preparing breakfast, it's important that you have quality ingredients. That includes fresh eggs, bacon or sausage, and most importantly... Clay Travis on the drive to work, Patrick Johnson on the drive home, and the best sports programming in eastern North Carolina. Oh, that really sounds magnificent. Right here on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Tweet at us <gasps> at 943thegame. Oh, we're friends. At P Man on Air. It's not like a cult, is it? Sound off and tell us what's on your mind. 943thegame and P Man on Air on Twitter. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 943thegame and 943thegame.com. Every day after the show, you could go to our brand new website. It's 943thegame.com, revamped, and uh, we drop the podcast there of the show every day. Uh, also available on uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you download your podcast. And this isn't some of that best of stuff, because our stuff's so great, it's not best of. Even the bad stuff is the good stuff. Uh, so check it out, Patrick Johnson Show podcast, every uh, day. It's on the website uh, and beyond here on uh, 943thegame.com. All right, we're uh, rocking and rolling on this uh, Thursday. Tough loss last night for uh, ECU women's basketball. Coach McNeil uh, joins us here. Great to catch up with her as it always is. It's been a while, Coach, but it's nice to uh, be talking to you here. And I hope I'm a little bit of a good luck charm when we get things uh, back to the winning ways for the Pirates. Yeah, I hope so, too. You know, thanks, thanks for having me. It's always great uh, being on your show and being able to to talk to Pirate Nation and, and, and update them on what's going on with the program. All right, well, let's start with uh, what is uh, impacting everybody who's trying to live life now and certainly impacting college basketball at all levels, uh, dealing with COVID. How have you all dealt with that situation? Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. It, it's First and foremost, it's tough for the country and, and, and really sad, you know, what we're – 
seeing every day, you know, but, you know, from an athletic standpoint and from, you know, our team, it, it, it's mentally draining, you know, it's, it's living, you know, each day, going day by day and, and, and just never knowing what you're going to wake up to the next morning. And so, you know, we've really just been trying to stress to the young ladies, you know, take each day as it could be your last that, you know, you're going to be on the floor for a while because that's, that's so true. Um, up to this point, let me knock on wood, you know, I think we've done a really good job of, you know, um, handling it within our team. But, you know, Patrick, it's tough. I mean, you're talking about young, young people that are used to socializing, that are used to being with their friends, that are used to, you know, just living life and, and to ask them to, you know, pretty much stay to themselves and stay in their bubble and pretty much be in Minji's or the practice facility and go back to their dorms or apartments, you know, it's tough. So, you know, I applaud them for, for the sacrifices that, that, that they've been making here you know, these last six or seven months. Coach, I don't think this has gotten enough uh, play. We'll probably start to hear it be asked a little more of yourself and Joe Dooley and Cliff Godwin and other coaches now who are going to be playing a lot of their schedule in this semester. But we talked to Mike Houston about this quite a bit early season. You're about to have the general student population return to campus. Not in, yeah. not in the same numbers, perhaps, that uh, in the fall, but there's still going to be thousands uh, living or going to, you know, in, in-person classes, face-to-face classes. How big of a concern is that for you right now? Yeah, it's different. You know, obviously the campus has been, you know, pretty pretty dead for, for a while now, you know, and, 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 you know, going into the fall, you know, when we were anticipating and gearing up for the rest of the student body, you know, to come to come back, it, you know, it's fearful because that bubble is open to open more because kids are going to class and, and being around other people that, you know, may not be being as cautious that aren't getting tested. And, and so it's fearful, you know, we've really, you know, tried to, you know, keep our, our academic advisor, keeping us in online classes as much as possible next semester. You know, obviously there's some kids that, you know, you have labs that, you know, that's not possible to do online. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's still, you know, telling the kids, you know, to, to, to wear their mask, you know, keep, keep a, you know, a travel size hand sanitizer in their pocket and sanitize every 15 to 10 minutes, wash their hands when they can and just try to keep their distance as, as much as possible. But obviously we know that campus is going to start to look a little bit different here soon. We've got pirate basketball coach Kim McNeil with us, uh, ECU women last night, uh, losing a, uh, home game. We'll get into some of that. We'll get into how the season has gone and what, uh, Coach McNeil's team needs to do to turn things around, uh, but uh, she's been good enough to join us here on the Patrick Johnson Show on this uh, Thursday. You know, when you when you look at uh, the travel situation in the American, other conferences have gone to that, uh, all right, we're going to play kind of two back-to-back games on yeah. a single campus on the weekend. That was discussed, apparently, in the American. They decided not to go with that, uh, but a lot of travel. I mean, it's, it's called the American because it covers the American. Uh, yeah. As you, you know, look at that part of, of things, Coach, how involved are you with your DOP, for example, about, you know, trying to, to make the travel as tight as possible? And I know it's a lot of commercial airlines this year. How do you also, you know, kind of keep that containment when you get to a city and you're staying at a hotel? And they may have different protocols than you have in North Carolina. Yeah, it's, um, as you said, the American is the American, and it's <laughs> all over the place, yeah. you know, and, and unfortunate for, for us, and I guess what uh, Tim Point Cincinnati, there, there's no driving. We can't drive anywhere. 
you know, the, the central teams, you know, with your Tulane and Houston and, and, and those guys and SMU, they, they can, you know, they can bust one or two trips, but right. we can't do that. We're jumping on the plane, you know, we're we'll on a plane 10 times this year. So it's hard. I mean, it's changed everything. I mean, it's, it's created more work, uh, more strategizing, because what we found is that the, the contact tracing is really what hurts your team. You know, if one person gets it and, you know, the contact tracers start calling, asking questions, and that's what really gets you. And so it, it's a formula. You know, when we get on the bus, from, from as soon as we get on the bus here at on campus, it's, you know, assigning seats and, and making sure that, you know, people are sitting at the seat close to the window. So the person, you know, to the left of you is considered six feet apart, you know, kind of rooming people up, sitting them close to their roommates because at the end of the day, if, if your roommate gets it, you're going to be out because yeah. that's your roommate. Yeah. You know, so it's it's really a lot of strategizing. You know, it's keeping the same roommates all year long on the road, which we normally don't do that because you want them to get to know their other teammates. But it definitely caused a lot of work for my, my Dobo, Sarah um, Dolchak, who has done an unbelievable job with just having our kids prepared. You know, we've created uh, COVID kits, as we call them, where we give them three or four pairs of gloves. We give them sanitizer. We give them extra masks. Mm-hmm. We give Lysol wipes. We give... You know, and so the first thing we tell them when you walk into a hotel, wipe down everything. We found sprayable hand sanitizers where we get them to spray down the bed. You know, it's, you know, eating. How we eat is different. We can't go out to restaurants. We can't get food catered. So everything, you know, catered meaning sit down and eat together. So everything is to go and get in it and going back to your room. So it's changed a lot and it's created a lot more work. Do you find, I find it interesting, you talked about, you know, teammates kind of getting to know one another. You've got an influx of some new faces in the program in your time uh, here. How do you, you know, do you get the sense, and I'm, I'm not saying that there's anything, uh, there's any rancor or anything among the team, but I mean, is this is this group still kind of getting to know each other a little bit? They are, but in a different way. You know, um, and, and I say it all the time to people, you know, COVID has been really, really hard for everybody, um, but I think it's really hurt us and who we are as a team because we really pride ourselves on family, spending a lot of time with each other outside of basketball and just getting to know each other, getting to know the coaches, the team. And, I, and I'll be honest, I don't feel like I know my freshmen as well off the court yeah. as I knew my freshmen last year because I'm not able to spend it with them. You know, we would have had, you know, official visits, you know, in, in the fall where we had people, you know, team over to the house for recruiting and just sit around and talk. And now it's our interaction with them is in the gym. You know, you can't, you know, you can't do anything with them outside of within your bubble with, you know, at, at the court. So it definitely hurt from just getting to know each other and being able to build that bond and just building that family environment that, that we are so so big on here at ECU. Yeah. And the other thing is this, your recruiting of these freshmen, there was not a lot of in-house or face-to-face. Uh, I, I would think that was severely impacted last year as well. So that, that probably contributes to that, I'd have to imagine. Well, the freshmen that are here this year, they didn't, they weren't impacted. From okay. It, but the freshmen coming in next year, Yeah. oh yeah, like we, we signed three kids and two of them haven't even been on campus yet. Yeah. Yeah, because they couldn't, you know, they couldn't come on official visits. They couldn't come on unofficial visits, you know. So it's really going to be, you know, getting to know those guys. And, and, and they, you know, it's all Zoom calls. It's all FaceTime. And you know, I've had them FaceTime with some of the players and Zoom with some of the players. But it's different than being able to actually see them face to face and spend time with them. Like it's going to be really different. Um, those guys coming in because they're not going to know anything about 
the campus or about their teammates. Coach, are you is three is your class wrapped up or are there still others? I know there's maybe some postseason uh, or off season more appropriately because we don't know what's going to happen with this wild transfer portal situation. Uh, <laughs> but uh, right now, if if everything stays the same, is that class buttoned up? No. Okay. No, we're, we're not done. We signed three kids okay. um, that we know we're bringing in, and then we still have three more scholarships. And, you know, it obviously okay. with the NCAA allowing, you know, seniors to come back and get an extra year, you know, it's, it, this spring is going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> have you have you talked to some of the uh, older kids, uh, seniors on your roster about any of that? You know, we, when the NCAA first came out with the with the uh, the rule, you know, I talked briefly and just explained it because it really it affects everybody. You know, um, the seniors obviously are the ones that are uh, right up front with it. But, you know, told them what the rule was when they get another year, whether it's at ECU or somewhere else, that they do have another year of eligibility. But, you know, it, it, time is coming. You know, it, it's time to probably start sitting down and talking to some people about it. But we haven't had in-depth conversations. Yeah. That, that includes LaShonda Monk, but uh, what does that mean for your grad students? I know you have uh, two or three of those on the roster this year. Yeah, they could, they could come back too. Oh, okay. You know? Wow. How <laughs> <Yeah>. about that? <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I don't mean this negatively, but then that's a – we'll just say this. That's a whole new set of challenges uh, dealing with uh, with that potentially. Uh, with I mean, a, with it, a bigger you roster. Yeah, you, well, you know, at ECU, we're only going to – we have to stay within our 15 scholarships mm-hmm. uh, for budgetary reasons. So – um, they're not going to let us go over 15. Okay. Um, but, you know, you look at a Sierra DaCosta, I mean, she's finishing up her fifth year and will be done with her master's in the spring. So if she decides to come back, it'd be six years for her. <laughs> Did you tell her she could be a doctor, perhaps? Yeah, I thought working on your doctorate degree. <laughs> yeah. uh, Coach McNeil is uh, with us here. We call her Dr. DaCosta then. That's what we could go exactly. with. Exactly. Uh, we've got uh, Coach McNeil with us here, ECU Women's Basketball. Uh, we'll be at home coming up uh, here in a couple of days. More on that uh, game in a little bit against uh, Houston, which will be 3.30 Saturday. But what has it been like for you all as far as going into buildings with limited or no fans? Yeah, you know, going away, I think, has been extremely different. You know, at Menchie's, you know, our, our, our crowds were, you know, hit or miss, you know, especially on weekdays. You know, I remember walking into some games and, like, literally could count the amount of fans that we had in the stands. Right. Um, weekends were a little bit different, you know, because I think, you know, just women's basketball in general, you know, who, who is the audience? The audience is young kids, families, and, and older adults. So, you know, that works better for them on, on the weekends. And I was really looking forward to, you know, really getting out and, and, and really trying to build the support for women's basketball this year and doing some different things and get more people in the stands. And obviously COVID hits and it just, you know, everything changes. Um, but it's very different. You can hear everything that's being said. You can hear, you know, it's probably bad for the rest because I can hear every snack <laughs> that's being, you know, us being fouled and it's not being called. I'm like, you can't hear that. Like, you can hear it up in the stands. So, you know, it's different, and you're having to bring the energy every single night. You know, you're depending a lot on your people, you know, your bench that aren't playing to, to bring that energy and, 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 you know, be supportive of your of the teammates that are out there playing. So it's definitely different. It's definitely different. The uh, Pirates had a uh, four-game winning streak that uh, was a big part of December uh, in a way, and uh, there has been – uh, in the last couple of uh, weeks here to start January, uh, a losing skid you guys are, are currently on, unfortunately. What do you all have to do to turn around that? It seemed like you were a little more 
pleased with the the way that your team played from an energy standpoint last night? Yeah, so I thought December was good for us. You know, we went on that four-game winning streak and, and went home for Christmas break, um, you know, at a good place. Um, I don't think we've picked up completely from where we left off. I mean, you go back, you look at the South Florida game, I thought we were extremely competitive in that game, um, all but besides about three or four minutes. I thought we played right there with them and at times took the lead. You know, January is tough for us. I mean, we're playing <laughs> – the top two teams in the league twice in January. You know, we, we're going to play South Florida and Central Florida t- twice mm-hmm. in January. We're going to get Houston, you know, on Saturday, who is, you know, at the top of the league. We played Temple, which is, you know, top of the league. So January, we're getting, you know, the brunt of the, the, the best teams in the league. And, you know, not making an excuse, you know, we, we've got we've to get back on track. And I think the way we do that, we got to get back to who we are defensively. Um, I think, you know, Obviously, we, we have to be able to score the ball, and, and, and we've put a little bit more emphasis on that and have worked more on that in practice. And I, and I think people you know, have seen that we are executing much better than we did last year and actually look like a basketball team that, that has a system offensively. But with doing that, we, we've lost our edge um, defensively. You look at all of our stats, they've fallen off. You know, we, we finished the season last year forcing 24 turnovers a game. I think we're like 18 now. And we were double-digit steals. I think we're at eight. So, you know, if we can continue to make our offense better but get back our edge on defense where defense creates, you know, some easy opportunities for us to get out and transition for the ball easy, I I think we can get back on track. So that's been our focus is getting back our edge on defense. We've got uh, Coach Kim McNeil with us, uh, ECU in Houston, 3.30 on Saturday, and uh, that is an ESPN Plus game. Coach Kim McNeil, always great to uh, talk with you, Coach. We'll uh, we'll gather you up again here uh, maybe next month and kind of get an update. I know you have, like I said, three out of five at home, and then there's a little bit later on, uh, I believe, a three-game homestand. So we'll we'll talk to you about all of that uh, when we get a little closer to those dates. Thanks for the time here Please this do. afternoon. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate it, and go Pirates. Thanks to Kim McNeil. Uh, late breaking, the women's basketball game time altered for Saturday against Houston. They will play at 1 now instead of 3.30. Uh, make note of that. I think I might have misspoke on that uh, interview, but a lot has happened today. Uh, so uh, we thank Coach McNeil for being with us. Thanks to Ben Byram across the way. Great job as uh, usual, Ben. There's uh, a lot, of, lot happening today and uh, in the public and behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, a lot of <laughs> unexpected things going on around here. All right, uh, tomorrow, Nikki Novak, Fandango, movies, Tiger Woods series. Uh, Cy Seymour scheduled to join us. Cliff Godwin Monday. We'll uh, talk a little pirate baseball with uh, Coach Godwin. And uh, we also are uh, working on getting Cornell Powell locked down. Going to talk to uh, him. Uh, former Rose, great Clemson wide receiver, two-time national champ, our good friend, Cornell, uh, Cornell Powell. Hopefully sometime next week, Ben. That's what we're working on. And a little personal programming later tonight, 7.30, BigSportsTV.com. I'll be on the call of uh, a top-ten matchup in 2A Boys Hoops, Kinston, and Washington over in Little Washington. The uh, kid, Dontrez Styles will not play for uh, Kinston. He had a nasty spill uh, and uh, hit his head in their opener against South Lenore. And... Uh, on an alley-oop attempt dunk, and he will not be uh, playing the game. He's in concussion protocol. Of course, he's headed for UNC and is one of the uh, top uh, 50 or 60 players in the country. But he will not be available for the Vikings. 
Uh, we will uh, also be on, or I will be on, the Adam Gold Show tomorrow at 2.15. You'll hear that right here from noon to 3 on 94.3 The Game, and then back at 5 o'clock tomorrow with uh, a fresh edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, scheduled to be with us now, Cy Seymour and Nikki Nova. We'll look forward to that, and we'll look forward to talking to you sometime, uh, well, tomorrow. Yeah, God willing. We'll be here, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Have a great evening. Game Sports Update. We got breaking news out of ECU baseball as ECU has officially identified a cluster of 10 COVID-19 cases within ECU baseball. There's currently no word on whether this will affect the ECU baseball season as there's not even a schedule out yet. Meanwhile, ECU Pirate basketball is officially postponed their next two upcoming games against Temple at home and South Florida on the road due to COVID-related issues within the Pirate program. As it stands right now on the schedule, the Pirates' next matchup will be against Memphis at home on January 24th. Elsewhere in college hoops, we start at 7 as Campbell down in Bowie's Creek hosts Presbyterian. The Fighting Campbells are favored in that game by 7 points with the over-under at 135. UNC Greensboro travels to Sanford. The Sanford Bulldogs are the underdogs at home by 6.5 points with the over-under at 151. And at 9, top-ranked Gonzaga hosts Pepperdine. The Gonzaga Bulldogs are the heavy favorites by 27 points with the over-under at 167. And high school hoops tonight... Greenville Zone 1-0 Oakwood hosts 4-3 Rocky Mountain Academy. 2-1 Newburn takes on 1-1 Eastern Wayne. And somebody's O has to go as 2-0 Kinston battles 1-0 Washington Panpack. Our very own Patrick Johnson will be on the call on Big Sports TV. A few notes from college football as four key Alabama players have declared for the NFL draft. The players include quarterback Mac Jones, wide receiver Jalen Waddle, cornerback Patrick Surt II, and defensive tackle Christian Barmore. All four of those in many mock drafts are ranked in the top 25. Meanwhile, in the wake of the departure of Bama offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian to Texas, the Crimson Tide are finalizing a deal to make former Texans head coach Bill O'Brien as their new offensive coordinator from the NFL. The Panthers are expected to hire Seattle VP of Football Operations Scott Fitterer as their new GM. They currently wait on Fitterer to accept the offer. The Jaguars are finalizing a deal to hire former Ohio State head coach Urban Myers, their new head coach. The Detroit Lions have a officially hired L.A. Rams director of scouting Brad Holmes as their new GM. Wake Forest alum John Walford will be as, will be ruled out as quarterback for the Rams this weekend and will move forward with Jared Goff and the Steelers will not retain offensive coordinator Randy Fitchner. For the MLB, the league hires former Chicago Cubs president Theo Epstein as consultant to on-field matters. And from the NHL, the Chicago Blackhawks have placed captain Jonathan Taze on long-term IR due to an undisclosed illness. And the Carolina Hurricanes open their season tonight on the road against Detroit. Puck drop is set for 7.30. If you're 94 through the game, sports update, I'm Ben Barham.